yeah yeah but to get to get back to to get back to Patrick because I'll I'll go on these tangents all day I just like <laughs> talking about this kind of stuff it's just hey it's just... you go I'm going with you we just going down a rabbit hole <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do I mean but that's why I made think of our speakers conversational style fortunately like not necessarily like it, it can be a little interviewee sometimes but it's really a conversation but right. and that's what conversations do sometimes you go down a rabbit hole but um with pageantry another thing that i'm curious about Mm -hmm. is what happens when you win yeah so when you win now it's time to one you go and compete at a a new level two you no longer have your local title holder three if you were doing the work with your local title holder so if you were going out into the community you know speaking to whomever being a presence wherever so on and so forth you're going to continue to do that just on a on a higher level um and then you're touching the whole state so me as miss capital city my my main focus is jefferson city right now but me as miss potentially miss missouri usa now i'm focusing on all of missouri so that could be kansas city missouri that could be st louis that could be anybody in between you know um that that's that's more so what it's like and then you're preparing for miss usa so now you're preparing so the same way i'm preparing for miss capital city miss missouri would be preparing for miss usa um and it's the same thing miss usa is just a a step up so instead of just focusing primarily on missouri now you're focusing on all 50 states um and trying to give back to each state and be present for each state um, basically you're, you're the face of the United States of America. You're the face of Missouri. You're the face of Jefferson city. You see what I'm saying? And then after Miss USA, it's Miss universe. And so now you're the face of the, of the world at this point. Yeah. Um, and again, just making sure that you're, you're actually giving back. So it's, it's a, it's a stepping stone. So you start with your local title holder. Then you go on and you get the state title holder. Now you're going on and you're trying to get the USA title holder. Now you're going on and trying to get the Miss Universe title holder. It's just, it's a step up each time. Oh, so I could potentially be talking to like the future Miss Universe right now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, that is correct. That is correct. <laughs> okay. That don't make me nervous at all. You know what I'm saying? Just... <laughs> That is correct. Hey, you got to shoot for the highest of heights. And I, I've been told if you're going to set your dream high, set it up there. And so, hey, that's where my dream is at. <laughs> that's very much a fact. That's very much a fact. I uh, I actually interviewed uh, somebody that I used to work with a long, long time ago. She's a journalist now. But back in the day, like we were just retail workers together. Yeah. And we called it a full circle moment. Uh, we called it a full circle moment yeah. uh, when we were talking because like now she does like you know online vlogging and everything like that and I was just like for all we know one day you could be interviewing me on somebody's red carpet you yeah. know what I'm saying we both could be where yeah. we want to be and it's just like you got to shoot for the stars like that because you never know you never know like always 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 put your best foot forward like if you're gonna put your foot out there put the good one out there yeah, and put it all the way out there. Just take the whole thing <laughs> off. Just just go for it. <laughs> on me, on me, on me. Yeah, absolutely. Just go for it. But I definitely feel like, I don't know. I feel like 
this, this could just be me, but I feel like I talk to greatness every time I get on. Um, yeah, I feel like every time we get on an episode and I'm talking to somebody, I feel like I'm sitting next to greatness. And I definitely feel like, I feel like that right now too. I very well could be talking to the future Miss Universe. That's, That's how I feel. I appreciate that. Yeah. I certainly appreciate that. And likewise, I mean, if 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 you're surrounded by greatness, you got to be great. You got to be just as great. You know, it's never far from you. That's something that my husband has always told me. Like, if you surround yourself with love, love is never going to be far from you. So if you surround yourself with great people, greatness can't not be far. Well, greatness can't be far from you. There we go. Absolutely. 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 And you know what I'm saying? And that takes me back to the idea of circles, you know what I'm saying? The people that you surround yourself by. Um, I say this to people all the time. It's just like, if you are not seeing what you want out of life, then you got to look at what's around you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because your environment will constantly, constantly ingrain these thoughts in your head. If you always tell yourself, um, nobody ever supports me why do you feel like nobody ever supports you right right because the people around you aren't dependable you want dependable people in your life go get them yeah (laughs) now that might require you to let the people go that you feel like aren't dependable and you know i'm saying that's not an easy thing to do nobody's saying that it is but are you more concerned with making those people that make you feel like you not supported comfortable or do you want to go somewhere and feel supported and valued? Right. I mean, it's, that's a hard pill to swallow, but um, at the end of the day, it's, it's necessary. I had a conversation with one of my mentees the other day and, and she was telling me that she just had some pressure um, from her family, just about, you know, her needing to graduate and blah, blah, blah. And she had all this pressure, but she also had to do her some testing. She had some testing that she needed to complete. And my response to her was, well, sweetheart, if you were focused more so on, you know, making your family proud and yada, 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 how are you going to pass these tests? Because you're not putting, that's not where your mind is at. You're not focused on studying this material. You're not focused on uh, retaining this material. You're focused on your family. And I think putting it in that perspective, it, it helped her to realize like, oh, I can only make them proud if I'm taking care of what needs to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, and sometimes that's what it takes, you know, he- hearing that those hard words, I mean, it goes a long way. You know, it it it, it reshapes you. It gives you that gut check that you're needing. Um and then you're able to wrangle in what is necessary, what needs to be around you, lock arms with what will and what won't work for you. And, and now we're able to, you know, actually get things done and and really take ownership and be proud of, of what we've made it to. Absolutely. 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 Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer. It's just like, you know, like, <laughs> what's the best way to put it? Because in, in some cases, it's almost like you have to, you have to, you have to be the start. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you want people to support you, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta align yourself with that outcome that yeah. you want. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And the people that are meant to come along will. Yeah. And the people that don't come along, it might suck, yeah. but they ain't supposed to be there. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's okay. 
I mean, yeah. it's, it's hard. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm realizing just as, you know, a young person, like, like it's hard, it's hard to, to like, let, let those relationships or whatever, you know, go by the wayside. But like, when you look at it, it's like, oh, well, maybe they didn't really go by the wayside. You were able to learn something from them. Um, but still that letting go is, it's undeniable that it, it, that it doesn't, that it hurts, mm -hmm. but it, I mean, it, it's necessary for the growth. Yeah. 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 Somewhere, some, somewhere along the way, I'm going I'm to have to have a, a conversation about detachment. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a big one. That That's a, a big, big one. one. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be in on that conversation. Well, come on. We we'll have you back and we can talk about detachment cuz it's it's an, it's it's an important thing. I think, you know, and de and depending on, you know, where you're at with it, you know, some people I thought of detachment as a selfish thing in the past, but now it's it it's really just necessary. Yeah. You know, like detachment and boundaries. Like these are things that are important. Mhm. Mm you know, and we, and sometimes we can not realize how important these things are, but they're going to be like vital to, you know what I'm saying? They're vital to maintaining peace, yeah. um, success, just so much um, goes into just maintaining boundaries and knowing when it's time to detach and being able to do so without all of the negative connotations that could possibly come with it. Mm -hmm. Because it shouldn't be a bad thing. It should be. It should. It can really be a beautiful thing if you know how to do it correctly. Right, right. <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, communicating that that detachment. I mean, if you feel if you feel like you can communicate it, it it can be a beautiful thing. And I mean, even if you don't feel like you can communicate it, it can still be a beautiful thing. Just focusing and zoning in on yourself, man. You you can't go wrong with it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So with that being said, like when it came to starting your cannabis company, right, what kind of place and like space were you in when you uh started it? I know you kind of told us a little bit about it before, but like, again, like I want to talk about the journey of it. So like, where were you at? Like when you got that life? That epiphany. I right, so fast forward from when I was in the car like last time and damn near dead, but and the place I was at, I was working this job, I was at uh, Equifax. It was a nice place, but it was no more room for me. It was just out of my, you know what I'm saying? I had, was sick of the same five days, two off, um, no more than what you was going to get paid last week unless you did extra hours, You're just sitting around. I ain't doing what I want to do. I'm tired. I'm stressed. I need more. And I'm just scattered all over the place i'm like fuck it i'm gonna start my weed brand because that's what helped me you know what i'm saying cope with this fucking job it helped me with my sickness and that's what i like to do any motherfucking ways but i'm gonna tell you when i started it i i wasn't in a position to start it i ain't had a bread i ain't had a knowledge i ain't had enough i just said yeah i'm going this what i'm gonna do it be so there I, like that yeah <laughs> and you hop into some shit thinking you like I ain't nobody came up with this idea. Then once you get in that community, you be like, damn, it's a whole world of these motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. But I kind of used that to my leverage and just learned and looked what everybody was doing. And then I started studying the big dogs. So shit, I started studying the people that intrigued me for the fucking uh, cannabis brand. Like, what are they doing and what can I do to flip it? And 
how are they doing it? If anything got X, Y, Z, like they had to start from somewhere. I got to getting off into the stories deep and just looking at what they was doing, how they was changing the game, what they was, uh, they marketing schemes and all this and that. And I said, hmm, I can do that. And I bullshit you not. Without the bread, without the knowledge or anything, you just store some shit. And once people see you just going and working and working and work, they just catch on and start liking the shit anyway. So now you got time to go learn the shit on the back end because now you done already, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got it moving and going. And people, and nine times out of ten, if it's something you love, people going to love it about, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. you're going to get people that hate, but that's good too because now you know you're doing something that, that's working. Mm-hmm. Because when I was rapping, it was just complete silence. And then, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 were, you know what I'm saying? Not good, not bad. It was just, you know. It was just nothing. It was yeah, just, just nothing. sitting around, and it wasn't my purpose neither, because if I was listening to the lyrics I had and the lifestyle that I love living now, it's two completely opposite things. Yeah, exactly. Well, I get it. Exactly. That's what's so funny. Like, my dad uh, did an episode a few episodes ago where he's asking me about, like, the old podcast versus podcast, right? Mm-hmm. and uh when i think about like where i was when i started the first podcast versus where i'm at now the first podcast like it was it was it was material like you know what i'm saying part of me i was in two different modes you know what i'm saying i was between my 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 shadow and my light at the time right because i was like living in my shadow but i was just starting to come into the light type of thing right. so part of why i started it was to um kind of prove to myself that I could do something, you know what I'm saying? That I could see something do through, through to the end or whatever and accomplish something, whoop-de-whoop. But the other part of me was in there for the attention, for, you know what I'm saying? For the attention, for the right. money, for the this, for the that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I'm gonna, <laughs> sh- I'm gonna shit on everybody that doubted me. I'm that finna, you know. That work in that order, no do it. <laughs> It don't. It don't. You know what I'm saying? And you go, and it's just like niggas got humble real quick. And it's just like now when I do it, it's not about that. Like actually, like I'm very content with where I am in life right now, as it is, as it stands. I don't need, you know, that outside validation. I don't need that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm perfectly content. Like, when I'm making podcast episodes, it's literally because I love to talk. I love to edit. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love literally what it is that I do. And that's really what it's about. You know what I'm saying? But it took the journey to understand that's what it's about. Like, I was outside yesterday. Like, I journal outside because I like being outside. When I was in St. Louis, I did not like nature. But like I'm outside whistling at birds and shit, playing Snow White. Like it, it just. Hey. I'm not the same person that I used to be anymore. Right. Go lean up on the tree and see how your energy shift. I, I've hugged the tree before. I've done it. <laughs> I do it. I ain't gonna lie to you. People call me at Equifax where it started. Motherfucker looking like, what's wrong with him? From the level up on you, bitches. That's what I'm finna do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But like you say though, you get into it. And ego has to completely die because you're not you're gonna be tired losing people, broke for a minute, all type of shit. Yeah. Once you get into it, now you gotta go through every fucking emotion. Now you gotta go through every phase because now you in a character mode. You ain't just on Grand Theft Auto riding around and then cars and shit no more. You done took your mission now. Yep. 
Yep, exactly. That's exactly, exactly, exactly what it's like. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't even know how else to explain. That's exactly what it's like. Because when, once you get so far on the path, it's just like, I can't get off. I can't you, get off. But you, you in story mode. You be getting <laughs> pop-ups from people that you wouldn't even believe. Side missions. Like, <laughs> you be like, what the fuck, girl, did I get in? And why are you right here now? Just like, prime example. I'm on the phone with my people out in uh, Florida, and I'm telling them, shit, I got to figure out a way I can come down and, you know what I'm saying, do some shit down there at, uh, on the legal side. So I need to figure out the license tip down there. Mm-hmm. I bullshit you not. A day or two later, major, major, major weed brand, cannabis brand, let me rephrase it, uh, hit me up like, yo, bro, I'm down in this part of Florida, uh, come holler at me, X, Y, Z. I'm looking at my phone like, huh? Because mm-hmm. who who hit me up, it, it ain't like, it's not no street, nothing. It's like really a Legit, really, yeah. the owner of a cannabis brand. And he telling me like they, lo- they got a new spot down in Florida and I can actually work through them because they want me to cultivate for them. So you see how that works? Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, hmm. Hmm, how the fuck did that in the same week? You know what I'm saying? I got the answer to my problem. All I got to do is put action to it. Exactly. 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 And like that, that's, that's what, that's what I see. That's exactly how that works. As crazy as that seems, that's exactly how it works. Because once I got to that point, because I literally like God, had to break me all the way down but that's just how this works you know what i'm saying like it's nothing that's just how this works but like i had to get broken all the way down and literally when i just had that moment in my head where it's just like all right god i'm gonna go full force at this what it is that you want me to do i'm gonna go in on my i'm gonna go in on this because this is what i want to do because i got presented with an opportunity to do some other shit and make some quick money but in order for me to go make that quick money i would have to do less of this and i had to i had to pray on it i'm just like yo that's not where i want to go i want to do what it is that i love i i don't care that it's not growing as fast as i want to grow i don't care about that like i'm stable enough so you know what i'm saying pay my bills be comfortable and all of that kind of stuff i'd rather just stay focused and do the thing where it's just like I'm the owner, I'm the creator, I'm the everything. I want to stay down that lane because that's the life that I chose way back when when I started this. So literally when I was just like, all right, God, I'm going to embrace my path. Like that's when like I started doing the work right. So I started, I, I took my time. I kept saying, oh, I can't afford a computer. Guess who figured out how to buy a computer? Right. So, <laughs> so Your I Your brain going to bring to you what you think about the most. Exactly, exactly. Like, so I I do that. I buy myself a computer. I start doing a little more stuff here and there. I start posting every single day. You know what I'm saying? I start posting every single day. Like back before when I would be making excuses like, oh, I'm tired. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm that. You know, whatever, whatever. I got too much going on. I stopped making excuses. I started posting every, every day, like consistently doing little research trying to figure out you know like how to grow little things you start doing that extra work extra effort and then before i know it i got people in my dms <laughs> i got people in my dms my they followers you. 
doubling. You. Yeah. It, you know what I'm saying? It, it it really be you. Like, you in control. Like, we as soon as you all. stop making excuses for... We come down here because we really unlimited straight beings that's going to be in this universe for light years and light years or whatever the fuck they call it to come. And it's like, when we come down here in this little meat body, we <laughs> able to do whatever the fuck we want to do. Because, pe- like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, it ain't nothing in front of us but us. Like, yep. we only work jobs because we got in front of us and put that shit in front of us like it ain't abundance out here. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, you just gotta undo it because I can't go work no job no more because it, it make me cringe. Like, uh, so I gotta be in this place and gotta do this shit when I know Nah, it, it just don't make sense in my head no more. Not saying it's bad for p- other people, cause I'm I don't I can't tell you what other people like and enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. They might me, be built exactly exactly for that. But for me, look, Marissa, I'm black. I'm a nigga, baby. That means somewhere <laughs> down my bloodline, we were slaves before. I ain't got it in me to be playing with these people like that. Let me free. I'm looking for fr- uh, financial freedom, any kind, any type of freedom. I can't. That's I the type of time I'm on. That's the type of time I'm on. But you know what I'm saying? Like that. That's that. That's the importance of going inward and finding out what you built for. You know what I'm saying? Because some people are meant to have that corporate job and do that this and do that that right. or whatever. Right. I ain't gonna right. knock that. But see me, me personally, like yeah. I was, I I wasn't built for that. And God reminds me that I'm not built for it every single step and turn of the way. It's a reason why I don't like being told what to do. Marissa, you remember we worked at Old Navy. I used to get lost <laughs> real quick. Real quick. Real quick. And you already know what type of time I was on, too. Because even though I wasn't a boss, I was the little boss. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was not a boss. But anytime somebody needed something, who the fuck was they looking at? exactly so like you know what i'm saying so it it was always it was always there like you know what i'm saying like when you look at your life and i think that's like what a lot of people don't take the time to do like really look at your life and really ask yourself like hold on where am i who am i what do i want and what am i supposed to be doing exactly and when you sit back and look at your life, you've been you the whole time. You just ain't been paying attention to what you're supposed to have been doing or how you're supposed to have been maneuvering. Preach on that. But it's been that. You always, it's, it's weird. It's like we do live the weird case of Benjamin Button because we be in this motherfucker and don't know what be going on. But yet, it be in us the whole time. And you know, sometimes I think and I wonder if it's like a form of learned helplessness. Like, you know, I tried. I tried. Nothing happened. Like, I always think about, like, Black Wall Street. Like, here you have this beautiful community that was by Black people, for Black people, FUBU community. (laughs) And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you got these haters on the outside that just come bomb the whole city. It's like, you want Black people to have your own. And you're always saying, well, get your own, build your own, build your own. And, and and there's so many places like that, but that's just the story that most people are familiar with. And so it's like you build your, they build their own, and then you come and bomb it because I want you to need me. I want you to depend on me. And I want you to bring your money and your resources to me. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was reading about when I first learned about Black Wall Street, they said that the dollar circulated the community a hundred times before it went outside of the community. 
That ain't happening now. No. Not at all. You feel me? As soon as you go to the grocery store, your money gone. Because yeah. you don't own nothing in the community. Which, whew, that's some of, one of the things that I have an issue with. You know, even in small cities like East St. Louis, you know, how it's so easy for people that's not from there, that's not representative of the people that live there to come in, get business loans, open businesses. So, oh, it's people that live here that have, you know, tried to get business loans to open businesses that were unsuccessful. So, I don't know. It's just like, hmm, that's that's an interesting thing right there to to think about, to consider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll tell you that doesn't exist, though. Yeah. But, but like, that's, a, that's a whole different rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the rabbit hole right there. But I definitely do wonder if it is this form of, you know, learn helplessness, because it's just like so many necessities that could be missing when you're living in poverty. And you might get to a point where it's like, well, you know, if it happened, it happened. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Right. Yeah. Things happen to me. Things don't happen for me. So it is what it is, which is not cool. Like I, I always tell people, I think about like, we have this thing in, in psychology called Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And at the very bottom of the pyramid is, um, it's like your, your basic necessities, your needs, your sleep, your shelter, stuff like that. And it's like, you know, you go up and you get to the, the very top, which is like actual self-actualization. When it's like, ooh, you know, I've made it. I've reached a higher level of consciousness. But it's like when it's so many people that's not getting their basic needs. Yep. Where am I going? Yeah. Like you you up in here trying to teach me about fractions. I didn't eat this morning. Exactly. Exactly. So it's just, I don't, I don't know. It's. Like we could talk about that for a while because yeah, it 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 it's almost like the longer that we stay stuck in survival mode, the less time that we have to actually think about the things that will get us out of survival mode. Absolutely, you know, and and again, like this is why it's important to have conversations like these because you know what I'm saying. If if you can only ignore it for so long, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it, and it is possible to beat the odds. It is possible to change your way of thinking. It's, it's possible to change your perception. All of these things are possible, but because we live in survival mode for so long, we grew up in survival mode in our communities. You know what I'm saying? Our parents didn't have time to teach us how to deal with the, with our emotions. They were working. Mm-hmm. They may or may not even know how to deal with their own emotions. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? They can't really teach us how to deal with our finances because they ain't really got theirs figured out yet. You know what I'm saying? So we we don't have the tools. And it's just like if 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 we don't focus on that cognitive thinking, exactly, who's gonna break the cycle? Exactly. You're just gonna do what you've been told and showed. That's why I always like to highlight. Like St. Louis is the Missouri, sorry, the show me state. Mm-hmm. If that ain't the mentality of people from the hood, because they don't believe what they cannot see sometimes. Exactly. 100%. If you don't have the proof, you know what I'm saying? They go off proof. So they say, life happens to me, not mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Bad things happen. I grew up in these circumstances. Therefore, it is what it is. I got to make the best out of the best out of a bad situation. And I'm going to just do what I do. And it ain't no way out. And that's not true. 
And I think that's the difference between the people that make it out and they don't come back. It's mm -hmm. just like, that's the secret that nobody's telling. Mm -hmm. Like it took that cognitive thinking. It took that self-work. It took that changing of my mind frame. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And, e you know, even for me, like when I say I dropped, that's where I was when I dropped out of school, mm -hmm. you know? And it's it's literally when you decide like, okay, let me let me change this narrative. And that's when you see progress in your life. You actually have to trust what you don't see. Mm -hmm. You have to question, okay, this is what life was, but can there be more? Mm -hmm. Which, you know, again, that's why we're here is to show like, look, people beat the odds every day. Exactly. Why not you? Yeah, why not you? There, you, you are made of nothing different. Like you, I'm literally saying, I came from your thought process. We all can understand your thought process. And we're trying to introduce you to a new one. Mm -hmm. Because we get it. And you can have more. And we deserve more. But you have to believe that you deserve more. Nobody mm -hmm. else can tell you that. Nobody else can tell you that. Nobody else can convince you of that. Mm -hmm. You have to choose it. Because it's going to take some work. But yep. it's kind of so absolutely kind of hundred percent. And you and you know what? I found it's hard for because you you're absolutely right in a way in which like the mindset is so hard to shift. Even when like there are different researchers that talk about like cultural wealth and etc. And someone was telling me that was running this study, and you know, uh, a urban community, predominantly black community. And they were trying to get the, the children to talk about their cultural wealth. Like everything, and, and, and most of my research comes from a strength-based approach. It's not, what are you lacking? It's not deficit. It's like, they're poor. The reading tests are low, X, Y, Z. It's not that. It's what are the strengths and how can we build on that to get you where you need to be? But she was trying to get the kids to talk about their cultural wealth. And they they kind of got, <laughs> they kind of got a little pissed off. Um, with her and you know it kind of became an issue in the focus group because they 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 couldn't even see their strengths in their community they couldn't see them and it's like what, what you have you have just because your resources or whatever whatever the idea that's been kind of beat and painted into your mind of what cultural wealth looked like okay I didn't come from a, a family with money we're not we're not like the wealthy community you know because you know we have this whole black and white the, the money gap um <laughs> the wealth gap rather um so it's like the things that they they're, they're not saying them it's like no you're very talented you're brilliant what are you talking about you 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 I mean, what, I don't even know if music would exist if you wasn't here. You know, you got you have all these talents, you have all these skills, and even in your community, but you can't see them. All you can see is what you don't got because all they talk to you and tell you is what you liking. It's the same in the research, which is why sometimes it, it pee me off sometimes to even read it because it it just reads like they have this term now called awfulizing, uh, which and what what it basically means is there's going to be a group that whenever you read about them it's going to be in relation to them being like inferior right so they talk about black students being awfulized in the research and and literally every time you read the research it's 
why are black kids underachieving? Um, you know, black kids are this this many years behind their white peers. Uh, black kids aren't this, you know, this many behind Asian Americans. It, it, it's like, and, and one of the things that pee me is because a lot of the measurements in education are not formulated with culture in mind. So they're not like culturally sensitive designs or culturally sensitive scales. And so like, you'll see people talk about, oh yeah, the reading achievement is low for um, black students in X and Y and Z. And there was this test that came out. God, I forgot when. I know it was in the 90s though. Um, and it was called, the acronym is B-I-T-C-H. So I'm trying to remember what the words was. It was like black intelligence test of culture homogeneity or something like that and basically what it did was it basically en encapsulated the language that we we use right like right. the language that black people use in their everyday lives the language that you would hear like if you might not hear the word amalgamation right who who talks like that to you right, right. um but if i'm assessing your ability to read I don't, you don't need to know the word amalgamation. I want to know if you can read a text, comprehend the text, and then make reasons, uh, you know, or some kind of rationale based on some questions after the text. I don't have yeah. to throw those things at you. So basically what they did, they gave black students the test and they gave white students the test. And the black students outperformed. Hmm. Outperformed them. And it's like, you would have thought that they would have, went hmm maybe we should consider some of our other assessments and you know making them culturally relevant no no they don't right right and then as long as that's never the case when i put the data on the wall you're gonna always underperform you're yeah. gonna always underperform how you asking me about things that i don't even like huh, i'm trying to think it was this it was a really good one that i i was talking to somebody about i can't remember it's basically a word for a boat, but it's a type of boat, right? I, I do not remember what it is. I'm gonna call it, I'm gonna call it J-Spot just because instead of word. But it's like, how can you ask me a question about J-Spot in a reading assignment? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't ride boats. I don't go out, like, it's just like, you know, they right. don't consider these things. And so the data always looks like, hmm, what, what is missing? So I don't know. I just, it just seems like, it just seems like a setup sometimes. So, so yeah. How did you get into content creation? So I started my TikTok page because <laughs> first I needed to document my journey mm -hmm. and um, that's what my TikTok page was for. It was strictly so that I can go back and be like, huh, last year, this didn't work well because of X, Y, and Z. Um, that's why I initially started my page. And, um, as I got comfortable with filming and doing different videos and learning how to work the app, um, I went viral and on Thanksgiving day last year. And when I say I was terrified, like I was so scared. That yeah. scared me and I did not know what to do. So I stopped posting like for like two weeks. I'm like, uh-uh, there are too many people watching this page. I don't care about this stuff. I'm just doing it for myself. Yeah. So that's <laughs> so that's kind of how I got into content creation. And um, 
over time, I made so many friends on TikTok um, and we help each other out. We give feedback and advice um, and it kind of just grew into this whole big thing, this wonderful community. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And it, and it's funny that you say that because it it what I'm learning is that it can just kind of happen that quick. And, yes. And I've had moments like that too, where a video, like I'll post a video and it'd be like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, it's too many people. It's too many people looking like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very popular meme of NBA young boy and he's like on live and he sees how many people are in the live and he's just like oh no and shuts it off <laughs> it's just like oh, oh no I know this was what I was asking for but it's here and oh no like oh no no and I would do that it was just like literally I'll stop posting it's just like mm, terrified I'm terrified yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's a process. It's it's it's, it's a process, and then it's just like you'll be like, okay, that wasn't that bad, and then you go yes. back. Like I don't know. Like do you do you feel like you just genuinely enjoy making content at this point? Because it doesn't even sound like it's for the views. It's just because you wanted to do it. Um, I definitely don't do it for the views and the likes. Um, I just genuinely love sharing my passion um of self-sufficiency homesteading and gardening i just love doing this you know and sharing it with the world um you know my family especially my grandma she really enjoys watching my youtube videos so i know if no one else in the world watches my videos my grandma looks forward to them yeah. and so you know she can't come out here and see my garden in person so that's how she gets to see all the stuff that's going on yeah 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 that's I love that, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> that's how my that's how my like uncles were like of course like my parents watch the videos and stuff like that uh -huh. too. I also like my uncle I remember one of my uncles in particular um he would always like in the beginning I got two uncles that do this but like in the beginning it's just like they'd be like we see you don't stop and I'd be like <laughs> okay all right <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah it, it's social media is definitely interesting they have uh, a way of promoting educate no entertainment over education absolutely and that's something I kind of keep forefront to where you know the truth will always be suppressed the absolutely. media and the yeah. narrative of the media is controlled by people beyond me and that's okay because yeah. somebody is going to get this message and someone's going to listen and they're going to be like, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I like that idea. That's really solid advice. And, the, and, you know, that's enough, even though I'm just posting for myself to, you know, monitor my own journey, but you know, that one person that I might inspire to grow food. That's great. I love that. I love that for them. And I'm going to cheer them on. I'm going to pick them up when they don't feel like gardening or doing anything. You know, I am that internet bestie. So that's real. We need a lot more of those. We need a lot more of those in the world. Cause that's that's oh, very yeah. that's very true. You know what I'm saying? Like the the thing, and I mean that's why I do this podcast. Uh, a big reason of why I do this podcast, because like you said, it's the things that gets pushed in media, 
we already know what it is because we see plenty of it over and over and over again and it's just like when are we gonna see people that are diving a little deeper and it happens it happens it's out there people are doing it but you gotta go looking for it almost you do and not only that you have to also find and follow people that have the same goals and aspirations as you as you mm-hmm. you know um i tend to learn best from people that look like me mm-hmm. and you know that's and this is not a um black and white thing it's just you know i don't always have the privilege and access to certain things that my counterparts might have So when I'm watching content from them, I can only grasp so much information from them because that might not be something that's accessible to me. And that's also important when, you know, you're on social media, who you follow, you know, what you're listening to. Is this, you know, good information? Is this something that's relevant to me and accessible to me? Yes, 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 like, yes. And like, you know, this is kind of like why I keep doing it too, because it's just like, we need more people that look like us, that can relate to us, talking about what it is that we're doing so Mm -hmm. we can continue to relate to those people because there are a lot of people where they want the information, but it's not connecting. Yes. Because they don't speak the language. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I and, and I want people to know that is totally normal. It's normal to not understand information from people that doesn't look like you. You know, we all have different learning styles, you know, and people, um, African Americans, we learn based off of rhythm. You know, we learn musically. Um, we learn tech, you know, with our hands um tactile you know demonstrating um and doing that's how we learn and that's okay you know we it's not easy for us to open up a book read a chapter and comprehend everything that happened in that chapter and that's normal you know with african-americans yeah you know that's just not our typical learning style yeah and that's okay yeah, it's totally okay. You and I feel like a lot of people get intimidated and they instantly say, Well, I can't do that because I don't have X, Y, and Z. There are a thousand ways to do one thing. There's a thousand different ways to garden. There's a thousand different ways to be self-sufficient. You don't need an acre of land to start growing your own food. And don't let anyone tell you that. Yeah. You you just don't need it. Yeah. Yeah, and that and that and that relates to any and all aspects of life. You know what I'm saying? And the, and uh-huh. the things it relates to any and all areas of life because you know who's to say to anybody listening that your way isn't the way. Nobody can tell you that because no one knows. No one exactly. knows exactly who you are, what you're meant to do, why it's right or why it's wrong. You know. Like nobody yeah. can tell you that. So just, you know, don't limit yourself and what it is that you can do. Like you got that razzle dazzle for a reason. Exactly. 
like you just do you just have that razzle dazzle for a reason like I had a comment before and my dad laughs at me as to how I respond to my comments because it's just one we're from St. Louis and it's just like people make fun of people fun of you as a pastime so it's not mm-hmm. like easily get offended by some things and someone was just like oh you sound ghetto so I'm not gonna listen to you and it's just like sure but I know like you know what I'm saying it's just like I know I'm fairly intelligent so that doesn't you know what I'm saying that doesn't bother me and also at the same time if you're going to judge me based off of how I sound the content must not be meant for you and two like the person that it's meant for is going to connect based off of how I address it I don't have to change who I am in order to appease a certain thing because if you understand that who you are is good enough that's enough exactly and something else to remember everyone is not for you everyone is not for your content everyone you know is not cheering you on and that's okay yeah that's totally fine because I do get those comments every now and then And I used to delete them because I just don't want that energy, you know, surrounding my content. But what I've been doing lately is just responding. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like hit them with the, okay. Like, you know, as long as they don't get too disrespectful, Hey, it's fine. You know, cause I also used to redo my TikToks a thousand times because I didn't like the way I sound or I sounded too ghetto or I didn't pronounce this right. And I'm very, um, you know, particular about that. But I stopped. I'm like, you know, people who are for me are going to come to me. My audience is going to come to me and my audience is not everybody. My content is not for everybody. Yeah, It's simply for millennials who are looking for a way out, who want to be more self-sufficient, who don't want to depend on the doctors for medicine, who don't want to depend on the grocery stores for food, who want to live a more eco-friendly and sustainable lifestyle to have more freedom to do what they want with their time yeah do you and let and let your people come to you exactly (laughs) exactly like because they will come that your people they will come you you see it all the time like you see it i think tyler the creator is the perfect example Mm -hmm. how many people thought that that man was weird back in 2017 when he came out and there was a cockroach crawling on his face like but people liked him you know what I'm saying yeah like them and then you know what I'm saying and people gravitated towards that and then come to find out years later after he's grown and matured and developed and developed his music style it's just like he's one of the one of the most acclaimed artists in the world yeah just do you and be authentic and let your yes. see you. They will see you. Yes, there are so many fake people online who actually is themselves. And those are the people I connect with the most. You know, the people, you know, who aren't doing it for the views, the likes and the aesthetics. And that's something that drives me crazy is garden aesthetics. Because baby, yes. nobody's garden looks like that two four seven I can tell you that right now and people you know my audience they love my setup they love my garden and I'm all like I show it all 
hey, it's a big old dumpster right in the middle of here. I got some a pile of compost right there. Tomato leaves are all over the place. The storm that knocked my corn over. And guess what? I'm still going to do my garden tour on time. Y'all going to see it all. This is just what it is. Because my garden is not perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we yeah. we definitely need more authentic people online. And they will come. They will come. Yeah. Yeah. They're out there. They're out there. It's just a it's just a matter of finding the tribe that attracts you for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It ain't gonna be hard. It's just I mean, you gotta think about it. These babies have babies. Like there's nowadays in society and I ain't even trying to be funny. Like my mama, she's fifty. But I seen grand people who grand like grandma like 30 something like I ain't even being no a-hole right now like I know somebody oh, that's a grandma right now and she 30 something you absolutely right look look I, it's this lady at where I was just telling my wife uh this girl at work she she 30 years old and she'll be 30 on 11 and I'm I'll be 60 years old and Rissy will be 30th on the 16th and I was like and I was like Man, how old your mama? You know, she said, because she the same age, Rissy. So me thinking she was going to say 50, 55. She said, she said, my mama is, uh, she, so she thought she said, my mama is 46. And I'm like, damn, I'm old. You know, here I am, I got Rissy and stuff. She 30, you 30, and I'm, I'm 60, and your mama uh, uh, 46. She said, well, she had it. I think, well, she, I can do the math. I know what she had when she was 16. Yeah. I said, wow. I said, wow, old your grandmama. And she was like, the grandmama was, you know, uh, the, the grandmama was 60-something. I mean, it, it, and, you know, God, and, and I don't know if she had kids, but if she had kids, I'm like, man, you looking at four generations. Right there, and, and the grandmama still, you know, that's all young. You I got, know? I got a, I got a, I got that's a, not okay. I gotta say something, and it might be controversial to some. So here's y'all trigger warning for that. Uh, what are y'all thoughts on situations like that? Because I remember when we were growing up, and granted, my family was a lot more traditional. And again, I'm not saying this from a judgmental space. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it from a genuinely curious one. Now, when it came to things like that, you know what I'm saying? Our family didn't really condone that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't condone that. Like, I, we come from a family where it's just like, you should be having kids when your life together. Like, you know what I'm saying? You should be having kids when you got your ducks in a row, preferably in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? And with your ducks in a row. Like, having kids when you, like, a teenager or whatever, it's just like, I mean, if it happens, it happens, but we ain't out here celebrating it. You know what I mean? And to a certain extent, it almost seems like it, it's almost becoming a norm. And I'm not saying, like, of course, like, things happen, right? But it got it almost got to a point where like nobody's saying anything. It's almost like we celebrate it, but it's just it's almost like you've made your life harder in a sense. You know what I'm saying? You've made your life harder not only for yourself, 
but of your children. And now we have normalized it to an extent where it's just like, it literally is kids raising kids, raising kids. And it's just like you having a kid and you ain't even figured out your own life yet. Well, I let my man go ahead. I got my thoughts on you, but you can go ahead. I know you got something to say. If <laughs> people turning it off, it's at the end of the episode. Man, I'm here. I'm here. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Like because I got to keep it PG. So basically, how I feel about it, and this is me being, uh, it's crazy because at the end of the day, like you bought a traditional, I was too. Like. I ain't even I ain't even think about no relationship none of it until after high school. So it was just like I went thinking about trying to do do whatever I had. I had my mom was getting my education. My mom went stuck on no females, none of that. But it's like you have to think. It goes back to how people was raised and what they allowed in that house. So it's like you can't blame that child. You can only you can blame that child. You can blame the person who they lay with. But at the end of the day, if they parents say that it's okay. You need to blame that parent yeah. because at the end of the day, if they continually doing and, and it's and it's to the days that kids not even sneaking no more. They parents know that they doing the dudes and whatever the situation may be. As yeah. long as you weren't protection or whatever, or but and it's to the aspect that these kids are having kids and they ain't even taking care of their own kids. Their grandparents are taking care of the kids, or they have their little brother or sister taking care of the kids. They can't even be kids. They still because oh my the brother taking care of a niece or a nephew or whatever the situation. So, like, these kids don't even have lives no more because they taking on the road. They being adults already. Or it just goes with then the parents. Or just say, for instance, that child, they'd be like, oh, I don't like kids, but you end up having a kid. Why? Or it's okay to do this or whatever. It's like the things that you're saying that you don't like, you get into that situation. Like, you know, if you haven't, if you haven't intercourse, there's such things as let your mama know. Like if if females, like I feel like if you're young and you want these things, there's ways to, to work for you to prevent pregnancy or whatever the situation may be. If you do, you, if you're a female and your parent allow that stuff, go ahead, go get birth control. They got the pills, they got the shot, they got the little implants, whatever. There's that the three years, whatever. That's that you safe with that. As a man, if you're trying to use it, there's protection. You can go up in there, buy any type of condom, any flavor, whatever the situation may be, whatever the circumstances you got for whatever situation you want. There's no reason for these accidents should be happening for you to allow somebody to do this. How can I say? I'm not going to say raw, but uncensored. But there's ways to prevent it. But because, oh, I want to do this, you allowing them, oh, because I talked to you or they don't have no feelings or no or because I say something cute to you or whatever the situation may be, now we do it nasty. Don't none of y'all know how to control y'all nut. So boom. Yeah, and it's and it's crazy because like I guess I was just raised different. So it's like one of those things where like it's it's harder for me to understand. So again, like I ain't really asking from a place of judgment. It's really just like I don't know where y'all come from. And I'm trying to understand because like one as a woman, you know what I'm saying? I was raised, like, it was just, I was, I, I'm supposed to value myself in a certain type of way. You know what I'm saying? And sex was just more than something that just feels good. You know what I'm saying? I've always known that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a reason 
that you can make a child by having sex. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's not something that's accidental. So granted, it wasn't one of those things where it was just like, oh, you just never have sex ever. It was one of those things like, now if you gonna have sex, make sure it's with somebody that you care about, that cares about you. You know what I'm saying? And if you are doing it, make sure that you do have protection or whatever like that. And honestly, sex ain't that important. Like sex should never be something that's that important in your life. You know what I'm saying? For you to be putting yourselves in those kinds of situations. Like, yeah, like you can have sex with whoever you want to, but it's better if you just wait for somebody that truly values you in some type of way. And it's almost like, are kids still getting raised that way? Or is it just like, a look, if you out there doing what you're going to do, do what you're going to do. And it's just like, are we teaching ourselves that value that comes with that are you being taught to respect your body make somebody else respect your body just you know what i'm saying like you know what i'm saying i don't some people use it as a coping mechanism though that's true i know somebody that's true there's plenty of people that do it i know somebody who uses it as a coping mechanism and it gets on my nerves and she'd be like man i'm finna go do this i'd be like bro it's more ways to do things besides that at the end of the day the situation still gonna be there regardless mm. of the fact it's something psychological and that's something that people don't understand sometimes too it's very psychological because you almost doing it it's a lot of reasons why people could be doing it because one you could be doing it for one that dopamine right that effect that you get when you when you when you had that type of release but it's also very temporary you know what I'm saying? So some people are chasing that the same way like people use drugs. So they looking to get a high right. from sex, from drugs, from whatever that they not getting from their everyday life. And they don't really know how to cope with life. So they find these unhealthy outlets to get it to get it out. You know what I'm saying? And again, that does go back to how you raise because if your parents are literally doing the same thing, why would they tell you anything different? You know what I'm saying? And that's how these things, in a way, truly get, like, normalized. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not to a point where it's just, like, you know what I'm saying? And some people can literally be making themselves do it to feel better because it's just, like, well, the only way I'm going to feel sexy is if somebody is, like, you know what I'm saying? In that moment, that's, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's the only way I feel loved. That's the only way I feel attractive. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's so many things going on psychologically that gets people to have these reactions and these are the conversations that we are not having the conversation is easier to just be like well if you're gonna fuck use protection or if you're gonna do that then put some you know what i'm saying use birth control or put something on it some people not even having those conversations and they just go out and then they do whatever whatever and you know oh, so who y'all think raising kids? Y'all think the parents raising the kids? No, I mean, yeah, the parents are raising, raising themselves. The, the, the kids are raising, some kids raising themselves. Like you said, some kids are raising themselves. Or let's say another child is raising them. Or their grandparent who is young is raising the kid. But you got to think about it. Even if the grandparent is raising the kid, they going to have one in the 80s or somebody else going to raise the kid because you got to think if the grandparent go party, I think too, we get, they got to find think, another alternative babysitter. I think we give the parents too much credit because I, I think, and it's just my opinion, I think the TV 
this society, mm -hmm. the radio. I think mm. those things, those things are raising people kids <laughs> because those things what that's they they make the trends that these kids want to be like or want to have. Yeah. It's like, you know, and, and they and they put that picture in their mind of what it looked like, what you should look like, how you should wear your hair, how you do your prom, how you get your wedding, everything. That's raising that, that, that that's what raising the media platform is raising your kids. And yep. it's raising your and it's even raising the parents. That's because true. It, it used to be a time to where parents knew like that, that they knew what they needed to do to raise their kids. But I'm gonna go back and, and take it to this, the whole point of what you were saying. Back in the 1920s and 30s, everybody always had kids through slavery and everything. They had, they was promiscuous. They had kids. They had adultery. They had kids. They had rape from their slave owners. They had kids. But it was a, it was a thing about it though. Like if, if they were having kids, it was a shameful thing. You know, like if a woman went out there and the man, they had a kid, they had a baby and they went and got somebody pregnant at 14, 15, the grandma would keep the baby and they would send the woman on. They say, well, you grown now. You done pop your cherry, you done fucked up school, go on to the big city somewhere, get a job. And they used to leave that kid with grandma and grandma continued to raise that kid. Raised him because he wanted to get that kid value. So hopefully the kid didn't make the same mistake the mama made because the mama was hot. She had to get out there and do her stuff. Them facts. I got aunties that did that right now. I won't say no names. Yeah, really? You know, uh, yeah. then you then you had like, cause in our family, you know, I you know, I people had kids out of wedlock, but and, and they would go and they had they, they made mistakes. People understood they made mistakes, and they would just raise their kids the it's right way. Responsibility is taking exactly. responsibility and, and ownership because. The thing that I don't think people are, are, are understanding is the responsibility that comes right. with what it is that they doing. You know what I'm saying? They want to make those kids everybody else's problem. You but know, you wasn't celebrating it. Exactly. You, you wasn't celebrating it in church. You wasn't having uh, big baby showers now. You weren't doing now. Now these these kids have a baby, having a baby, and the mama. The grandmama, everybody, they celebrate that. So if you celebrate, if you celebrate that on the first one, hell, you might as well, you're going to celebrate it on the second one, celebrate it on the third one, and then you just keep on telling the kid to just keep on having babies. Yeah. Under your circumstances that you in, that you at the church, they don't even, they don't even preach about adultery and having babies and stuff like that because they want they want to keep their money rolling in. So they ain't going to say nothing. So nobody says nothing. Nobody teaches you nothing. And if your parents ain't teaching you that you that that you out here tripping or you out here laying up and you made a mistake and I'm going to forgive you and I love you 
but that damn it, stop doing it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Somebody got to do that. You know, somebody got to bring it just like that. And no, nobody want to bring it like that. And everybody want to hold you. Everybody, not everybody sensitive. A hundred percent. I need to. I, I, this is me. They need discipline. A hundred percent. Yeah. They need some ass whoopings and all of right. this shit. They but need the parents ain't got game. discipline. The parents but, ain't got right. discipline. They ain't grew all the way up yet. They ain't even fully mature yet. But that's the sad part. And it's like, it's bad for these kids because at the end of the day, they're going to end up in foster care because you got to think about it. It's kids that be doing stupid stuff. So say, for instance, they stand in a project. Say, for instance, me and you friends, and I'm young. Just say, for instance, we like 10 or 12. And I go get my daddy gun, and I come to you with the strap. Right. Hey, daddy ain't strap, got a gun, say. You feel me? Let's start playing. You feel me? Let's daddy start playing got a with gun the man. Look. Yeah, yo, you go tell your mama. We get taken away, but nigga had the gun too. You get taken away too. It's like, look, we getting taken, we getting the kids taken away because of curly shit. That I mean, excuse my French, but curly stuff that's going on with the adults, or the as supposed to be their parents, or it don't even have to be the parent. It could be my mama boyfriend or my mama friend left this over here curly acts. Facts, facts. I know people right now, I would never say names, but I know people right now that'll have kids running around their house and guns is out. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's the stuff that I'm talking, and that's the stuff that I'm talking about. It's just like if you got a kid or if you did something, cool. We ain't gonna beat you over the head, but you gotta grow the fuck up now. You don't get to be that little kid no more. Exactly. You exactly. need to grow the fuck up. We it ain't about you no more. It ain't about, about that you child. No more. And everybody, everybody is just like, well, I gotta live my life. Well, I gotta live my life. Well, guess what? You also have to own up to the shit that you did in your life, just like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to fully take responsibility for what it is that you're doing. You having kids, you can't afford them. You got you having kids, you can't put a roof over their heads. You ain't got no way to raise them. You got two, three, four jobs. You know what I'm saying? You ain't thinking about how to improve your life. You know what I'm saying? And that was the difference. Like my daddy said, it's just like in the old days, it's just like, well, you went to go have a kid, do what you got to do. And people ain't saying, do what you got to do. We said, we said, ah, okay, let's have this gender reveal. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, nah, your kids running around dumb as shit. I'm sorry. Your kids dumb as hell. You ain't even got time. You got two, three jobs. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 who knows what your baby daddy doing? If he there, if he not there, if he grew all the way up, you know what I'm saying? If he just there for, for, for the presence alone, like it, 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 it requires way more to be a mother and a father than to be physically breathing and present. A hundred. And at the end of the day, a reason why a lot of the reason why a lot of the crime, a reason why a lot of the niggas is in the street, and the reason why a lot of these girls are fast asses Say is because it ain't no they don't have both parents. It's not even a simple fact of both parents. It's just that the parents allowing this or you it's just like there is only one party. So a parent a parent could I a female can only raise like as me as a man, I feel like 
both parties need to be there present, especially if a female has a boy, a man needs to be there to tell that boy right from wrong, as opposed to a female has to raise the daughter to tell her right from wrong. But yeah. they both have to be in their right mindset, though. Absolutely. I couldn't get away with shit in my childhood. I couldn't I couldn't get away. Me and my brother could not get away with a goddamn thing. Why? Because you got out of school at 2.30 and dad was going to be there at 3.00. We couldn't get away with shit. Homework was getting done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. If I went over my friend's house, they knew exactly where I was, how long I was going to be there. When the sun went down, I knew where I was supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? We knew what time it was. Like, we was really out here getting raised. And it's kids out here that really ain't getting raised. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, you that single parent with three kids, and this is no shade. We know it's hard. Like, it's not a bad thing. We just literally trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like, let, let's be honest about what comes with what it is that's on your plate. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you got the oldest baby watching the two kids while you making your moves. I was about to make a comment, but I can't even say it because then it would implant more kids because niggas would get bored quick. But I was about to say, take away Wi-Fi and bring back 3G dial-ups, stuff that we grew up with to appreciate the outdoors, to appreciate the stuff that we had. We didn't have the media, we didn't have all of that. Give back them retro games or whatever. But at the end of the day, the way the society is now, nah, it's going to be too many babies being made and stuff like that. So, nah, nah. I don't even do that. Nah, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's you true. Think that, I think, you think I, that I think, it would I take think, No, I think it's parents that do just fine with all of this technology. I think it's parents that do just fine, but they have to be mature enough to be parents. But you got to think of the parents that's being parents that can't even take care of their own kids that's out here looking up videos just to take care of a child. How did looking up the littlest things to do to take care of a child? At least you trying. I'll, I'll give you it trying, that. I'll give you, you that. Are you trying? But it's like it's making it harder for you. I mean, yeah. But see, the thing is, my, my thing is, I ain't going to knock the person that's trying. I'm not going to knock the person that's trying to do better. My thing is for the person that don't give a fuck. That's who I'm talking to. If you got two, three jobs, you're doing the best that you can. You relying on your village. You understand that you made the decisions that you made and you're trying to fix them now. Ain't nobody trying to beat you up for that. We talking about the people who are literally, you know what I'm saying? You ain't making sure your kid homework getting done. You don't know what the fuck they got going on in that iPhone. Your only thing is to make sure that they got J's on and an iPhone and these chains on. You don't give a fuck if they can read, if they can write, if they, you know what I'm saying? If if, if they emotionally stable, none of that. That that's who I'm talking to. The people that got kids and ain't invested in raising them. They think that the only thing, like like I said in my last episode with with Donald, they think the thing to have kids is to put them in nice clothes and take pictures with them on holidays. Nah, buddy, that's not being a parent. It's way mm -hmm. more than being a parent than that. <laughs> but I have to ask, because I took a note of this too when you were talking about uh, the pageant. You said you had the question of where your confidence comes from. Where does your confidence come from? You know, I wish I could go back and change the answer. Okay, we can take the new answer now. It's an exclusive. But... The confidence, I mean, it's so cliche to say it comes from within, but it truly comes from within. 
you know, after, after learning to love, sorry, after learning to love myself inwardly and outwardly and validate my feelings inwardly and outer outwardly it just it shaped something in me it's it's put something in me I mean you know of course I had those experiences those unfortunate unforeseen experiences that um helped shape me as well and you know of course my village pouring into me helped shape me as well but truly it's that inward search and that inward gut check and that inward you know um self-understanding that's really allowed for my confidence to shine and and like just really tuning in with myself I mean it's really gotten me here truly like in real life not not the fake stuff you know what I'm saying I mean having people have the hard conversations with me like I was talking about my husband talking about the the validation piece like that helped build my confidence truly um looking in the mirror and being proud of who I see inward and outward that's it that is truly truly it that is truly where my confidence comes from and that's I mean that's all I can say Wait, I'm sorry, what'd you say? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I said, do you think confidence starts with self-love? I would say the real confidence does, yeah. Because, I mean, we can, you can fake it till you make it all day. Hell, I've done that. I've, I've faked confidence, or I thought I was confident, but I was still second-guessing everything I was doing, so was I really confident? I was, I was faking it. You know what I'm saying? I love myself, but I did, did I really love myself or was it just another facade or another mask that I was putting on? When I finally took the mask off, when I finally was done with the facade, it's like, you need to love you. You really need to love you. You know, like something I tell people when they ask me why I cut my hair, it was because I needed to see myself. I needed to see my face. So that I could love my, like, love my face. And it's the same concept. You got to cut all these masks. You got to cut the facade. You got you to cut through the bullshit and really see who you are and really love that person. And then your confidence comes. Yeah. Drops Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Do that. Yeah. And, and I mean, and, 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 and yeah. You, you 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 on the money with it you on the money with it because again that's that's where that self-validation comes from that's where that ability to do it it all stems from the ability to love self fully truly and authentically you know like I got a, I got a tattoo like three years ago on my arm I don't know it's probably too dark and I'm too dark but it's a woman taking a mask off and she's crying you know what I'm saying she's yeah. taking a mask off and she's crying you know yeah and i, I like did it. huh <laughs> i like it thank you but i didn't fully understand the meaning of it at the time at the time i just i just knew it was just like you know what i'm saying it felt like it's just like i know how i feel on the inside but that's not how i show up on the outside 
You know what I'm saying? I didn't understand the concept of wearing a mask. I didn't understand that I was putting on a facade to the world. I just knew that how I felt inside was way different than I showed up to the outside world. I didn't realize that I wasn't loving myself. I didn't realize that I wasn't confident because I could go, I could go to work and show up and show out. You know what I'm saying? I could put nice clothes on and feel good and fool you. But you know what I'm saying? But you can't fool it to the real people. You know what I'm saying? There there are some people that can see straight through that. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and they knew and I knew. You know what I'm saying? I knew what I was feeling on the inside. And it and it was like the experiences that I went through that actually made me start reflecting on all of these things. And it wasn't until I hit a moment where it's just like, look, I'm tired of looking for other people to love me. I'm tired of looking for other people to give me that confidence and that validation. I'm tired. It's draining. Like, why am I, why am I looking to someone else that's not me to make me feel proud of me? Yeah. Like, where, where, where does that make sense? Because it doesn't. It doesn't. Like, truly. I mean, I feel like as a society, we've learned to cover up so much stuff. But when you unlearn that and you learn what's actually healthy, it's like, oh, this is attainable. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want to do more of that. Yeah. 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 And, And to the point, to the point, right? Where, you know, where you sit and you think, and it's just like, God, you really about to give me a life where I can be happy. You really giving me a life where I could be at peace. Yeah. Giving me a life where I can have love and financial stability and independence. Everything that my soul has been longing for. The holes that I've been looking for other people to fill in my life. You're feeling it. You know, I might fight you sometimes about it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I don't want to do what it is that you tell me to do. I don't want to be obedient. But I know that if I do so, I'm going to get it because I can see myself getting it. If I look at my life today versus the life that I had literally yesterday or six months ago or six years ago, I have things that I've asked for that, you know what I'm saying, that at one point in time was unattainable. unattainable. To be a literally sitting in what we prayed for. Literally, literally, like what you said, like when I walk around now, it's just like if I can be, I could be at Walgreens with my head up, not looking at my shoes anymore. And I've done that. I spent my life walking around looking at the ground with my yeah. head in my phone. So I don't have to talk to anybody. So I don't have to make small talk. And now I can walk around and make eye contact with you and not know you and say, hey, how you doing? How you doing today? And we can have a casual conversation and I can go on about my business. And that actually becomes the highlight of my day. Something that at one point in time I ran from, Mm -hmm. you know, because you never know what will happen. And, and, And that all comes from the ability to love myself and be like, I'm good. No matter what happens, I'm good. 
no matter yeah. what happens, I love myself. I'm going to be good with myself. I'm going to be content with myself. I'm going to sleep at night. And even if things aren't exactly how I want them to be, I know that I'm taking the steps to get them there. I'm so I'm feeling that. Come on, somebody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that, like, for real, that's it. And, you know, it's funny because I say this and it's like, I wish I would have known this when I was 14. Wish I would have known this when I was 16. I wish I would have known this when I was 18. And, you know, we had people around. I know I had people around trying to tell me. Yeah. But, you know, when you're 14, you know everything. You know the world. You know how everything operates. So what they got to say, but as you get older and you start to unlearn those concepts and you really learn right from wrong, if you will, it's like, yo, had I just listened to Big Bill, I'd be fine. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's a learning process. It's a learning process and, you know, the learning curve is what it is, but what it comes down to is God is a good guy. Period. Absolutely. Point blank. Absolutely. It's it's so funny when I think about it now because there have been times where in this journey where I look back on it and I'm 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 hard headed. I'm so stubborn. I'm so stubborn. Like I said, I, I was the 14 year old that thought I knew everything, and me and my right. dad are this, are similar. You know what I'm yeah. saying? My dad's been on the show before too, so yeah. you know you know. But um, <laughs> like we we're similar to the fact that we can bump heads too. And I hit a point in my life where it's just like, man. He was right though. Like it's just like, dang, he was right. You think about that? It's like, dang, he was right again. And it's just the stuff that I would get mad about when I was like 14, 15, 16. And it's just like those are the same things that kept me out of kept me out of a lot of trouble. All right, I can see you now. I can see you now. And he, yeah. Yeah. And then I can look at my circle and then I can be like, oh, I'm reconnecting with people that I was cool with x amount of years ago and then i felt i fell out with him when i was going down my other other path but now that i'm coming back around all these things were already in place laid out before me um there is i i think i must i had to read this in a scripture yesterday and i don't know which one it was um but it said you can make many plans but the lord's purpose will prevail and like that's literally what you just said mm. you know you can go down all these streets you can sit in all this traffic you can you know do all these things and it don't work out but the moment that you decide to say okay lord take it away now it's like well you've prevailed and here we are had I just listened in the first place, I probably would have been here yep. sooner. But you know, we gotta gotta learn the hard way or whatever. I'm the I'm I'm the hard headed one as well. Yeah, yeah. God, <laughs> God's timing is the timing. You know what I'm saying? God's timing is the timing. If there if there have I would be lying if I said there weren't there were times where I haven't like kicked and screamed because like I said, me and God have a real raw relationship. I tell the truth. I tell I tell. <laughs> the truth if i'm mad i'm gonna tell you i'm mad and i don't yeah. want to sin. and you know yeah. what i'm saying and and then six months later i'll be looking and i'll be like i had to I apologize 
I should have got over myself. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. My bad. That's that ego dying again. I thought we'd yeah. be done with this, but no, 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 no. No, 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 no. So, so with all that being said, what's next for you now? What are things looking like for you now? I'm going where the Lord takes me. Honestly, truly. Um, I mean, I'm just looking for more growth opportunities, more or less. And whatever, whatever comes with that, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm just being open to whatever is to come, truly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a good place to go. I don't have a plan. I do not have a plan. I don't have a plan at all. And I am content with, with not having one. Yeah. 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 It's a good place to be. It 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 can it can it could probably sound scary to some. Yeah. It's a fun place to be. It mm, the it's fun? the devil. It's the, huh? I don't know about fun. Well, it's kind of scary. Yeah. No, I, yeah I get what you said. Yeah, because I mean it's the unknown, right? So I guess it's the daredevil in me that likes that part. But I'm also Cause terrified. Because we're fearless. <laughs> It's a double-edged sword. It is. It's like I'm terrified, but I'm also very intrigued <laughs> to see what's about. Yeah. I want to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, though. Because, I mean, you already know. It's, it's like, at this point, you already know. It's just like, you ain't going to drop me. And even if I bump my head, I ain't going to get hurt that bad. So, so let's go for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, why not? Why not? Let's just, let's, let's just, let's just see what's going to happen. Because how many... Yeah, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. But like that, that's what uh one of the guys, Dre, he was on an episode. He yeah. uh in his episode, he said, uh, you know, if if God didn't leave me when I didn't know any better, why would he leave me when I'm being obedient? Hello. Hello. And and that that goes right into what I was getting ready to say. That's the beauty of faith. That is literally the beauty of faith. Like, all right. I might, I might hit my head, but I still got my ribs intact. You know what I'm saying? I like wear a helmet next time. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. But it's just, and like Dre was saying, if he kept me out of harm's way when it should have been me, when it could have been me. And now I'm walking in the authority that he has a line for me. What? What? You know what I'm saying? Like the beauty of faith. Yeah. I think you just made an episode. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. That's probably gonna be my next caption on Instagram. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, hey, well, it's the next episode too. Dropping next week, okay? <laughs> that's why. That's why it is where we're at right now in society. That's how I feel. You can see that every that it, we live in a broken society because it's, it, it's been going on for so many di- generations. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I just got past it. It's just <laughs> it, it's been going on for so many directions. You know what I'm saying? They started breaking up the black family in the 70s with the drug epidemic. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So now 40 years later, 
you know what I'm saying? 40 years later, those people that grew up with a father, like it's so many people walking around that just haven't matured. You know what I'm saying? They haven't matured. They haven't healed from those wounds. They haven't done that work. And you know what I'm saying? It's like we, we got stuck. So now people don't know how to deal with their mental health issues. They, you know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to blame everybody for everything. We ain't taking accountability for our actions. We ain't even improving our communities. We want everybody else to do everything for us because we're walking around with that chip on our shoulder like somebody owes us something. And, so and it's up to us to this, fix that. This, this is not only talking about mental health. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you're talking about breaking generational curses. Yes. You're talking about stuff that has been happening for generations that have broken down families. Yep. Turned on strong, I mean, turned down families. And so when you talk about not only just the mental health issue in the side of it, removing the black man, then you're talking about removing generational wealth. Yep. Come on now, we're talking about our money. (laughs) Yep. I tell my, you know, I tell my crew. Uh, I got a crew about like 11, 11 guys that I work with right now, you know, uh, most of my LLCs and most of my businesses and I'm mentoring them and I tell them all the time, you know, uh, what I'm teaching you, I don't want you to come on and work with me and earn just a paycheck, but I want you to learn because what I'm teaching you, you can pass on. So whatever I have here, I want you to be able to build this structure and take it somewhere else. And you do the same thing that I'm doing, and you implement it there. And that's and we're not doing that. We're not we're not telling people, hey, come on, work for me, do a nine to five, kill yourself for me, kill over, have a heart, get, get you know, get a paycheck, and then go home. And we're not teaching our community. We're not teaching our young black men. I tell these boys all the time. I say, hey, you can take this and you can run with it, because when I'm gone the day of tomorrow, my legacy is this. What I teach you. You pass it on. We're not just building and funding for the mall, building, you know, earning a paycheck or earning money. You know, I'm not looking just to do that. I'm building generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Kids, my kids, his kids, and everybody that's attached to my name. See, and that's the problem. People just want to be blessed, want the blessing just to be meant for them. And that ain't, the, that ain't what God intended. God intended that when he blesses you, he blesses everything and everyone that's attached to you. So if I'm blessed, my brother's gonna get blessed, yeah. and then he gets blessed, and everybody is attached to him from his girlfriend to his friend to his best friend's friends. Everybody's gonna get t- attached to him. So what I'm planning on doing with most of these LLCs and you know and these C corps and these cor- enough profits that I'm working with is that I'm creating seats at the table for everyone mm-hmm. to get to eat. So if one eat, we all eat, and that's yeah. the black community. Is that what we remove that ideal, uh, that thought of family, the structure, and this is this is what we're talking about. We're talking about the structure of family. So understanding who the, the head of the household and and the and the wife and the support system and the kids and their, and the children and their roles and you know understanding this and and building this generational wealth, we're removing that ideal and. Society has misconstrued what it means to be family in America. Mm-hmm. And so I want to create that for them. I, I tell my guys all the time, you say, man, what I'm teaching you, I want you to pass on to your children. I don't want you to come on and make, make a ch- paycheck. I want you to learn. 
how to operate your own business. So you can take it and you can run with it and do it somewhere else. I want you to learn how to how to manage your employees and how to how to run meetings and how to do payroll and and how to you know. I want you to learn that. I don't want you to say, "I need you to go and you know lift this and move that and you know and and just, you know, clock out and you're good to go and see." You. I do that now for my job. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I'm making money for somebody else's. You know, I, I want that. I want yeah. you to own money. So I want everybody to eat, man. And I, and and it makes a difference too, because um, it, it's it's crazy how God works like in my life because I feel like He put me in certain places at certain times for a reason, and the place that I used to work before I started working now was like a major like retailer, right? Yeah. And it was like one of those things where it's just like you can I could be I was a manager, so you know when you a manager they act like they need you twenty four seven. You literally on call. It could be your day off, and they'll call you and be like, "Uh, where are the keys?" To, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, there's no balance. There's no you, you, you don't, you don't have no time for your family. Like none of that, right? Yeah. And I remember it was one day. It was one day where I was sick and I was working there, and I'm just like, I had a sore throat. So I'm telling these people, it's like, hey, I got a sore throat. I never call off. Never. I don't. I don't never call off. So it's just like I'm telling these people, like, hey, I'm sick, and like. These folks arranged it so I could work for five hours. And I'm telling them I'm literally <laughs> sick. So I'm at work. I can't even talk because my throat has, like, swelled shut. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I legit got strep. And, I'm, like, and these people got me working. So I go to the doctor the next day, and she's just like, yeah, you can't go back to work for a week, buddy. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's the only way I was going to get the time off, right? So flat, fast forward to now where I work for a smaller company. I remember when I broke, I remember when I broke my ankle. Um, I go and I call off to work one day. I say, hey, I sprained my ankle because that's what I thought it was. You know, black people, you know what I'm saying? We'd be like, I'm, I'm going to just put some ice on it and um, it'd be all right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, I'm going to put some ice on it. be all right. I, I, I survived. So I was like, yeah, I sprained my ankle. The next day I was just like, it ain't getting no better. I need to go to the doctor. I call them. They say, hey, do what you got to do for you. So I go to I go to the doc I go to the doctor I get an X ray they like yeah you broke it not only did you break it you are gonna need surgery oh. like yeah <laughs> they was just like this ain't no regular old break they was like if you would have tore if you would have broke that bone on that side you would have been all right you wouldn't have had to do it if you would have tore that ligament on the other side then you wouldn't have had to you wouldn't have to get this surgery but you did both. So you need this surgery. So, you know, so I called my job and I'm already thinking in my mind, like, I don't want to do any of this because it's just like, you know, I don't like taking time off. You know, I like I like making this is an inconvenience. So I call them and they literally like go to the doctor. Take care of yourself and just let us know what you're doing. Mm. Don't worry about it. Don't you know what I'm saying? They literally are like, take care of yourself. Mm, that's, a blessing. Yeah. that's, that's a blessing yeah because most jobs wouldn't care they would not care most they yeah and will replace you <laughs> not only did they not do that I, they didn't make me do disability oh, you wow. know what i'm saying we just we just used my vacation time that i had you know what i'm saying when i ran out of vacation time they let me make up the time they never gave me a problem whenever I needed to go to a doctor. When you know what I'm saying, because I had to have two different surgeries for this one break. So I had to take four weeks off, and then I had to come back six weeks later and take off another like wow. week. You know, and it's just like they never gave me a problem. None of that. It was literally like 
take care of yourself. And it creates a completely different environment. Work environment. Yeah. 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 It makes yeah. you... I was having this conversation with somebody about that, about the type of leadership. Um, and, you know, the difference between a leader and a boss. Yep. And the work environment it creates. And I was explaining that to one of my guys on the job today. And I was like, hey, man, as a leader, you're wanting to inspire people to follow you. And most places don't understand the difference between the two. For as a leader, I'm inspiring you. And as a leader, when when I inspire my people to follow me, they're going to want to do whatever. Yep. By any means necessary. But as a boss, I'm just managing and moving you around like pieces on a chessboard. And I'm telling you to do that and do this, but I'm never motivating you or never, in, you know, you know, encouraging you or giving you affirma- words of affirmation. I just really want to just utilize you <laughs> until I burn you out. Yeah. And that's what most jobs are doing. They're burning out our people. And they can't understand why people don't want to work for them. Right. Right. COVID hit, and they can, they can go, they can get paid without having to work. Oh, my God. It I changed mean, things. That changed a lot. People were not working for a year or two. People going back to work, right? Because why? You know what I'm saying? It was never a mystery to me when COVID hit and then people didn't want to go back to work. Why is that a mystery? The, the, you know what I'm saying? The most, a lot of people, and I'm not going to say, I don't know people lives, but a lot of people are walking around doing a job that they don't enjoy. Yeah. They do two, three of them just to make ends meet. And they're yeah. literally making ends meet. They're not thriving. They just work yeah. Yeah. to live. They don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's it. So people already don't like what they do. You, they, it's miserable, eh? Like, no phones, no talking, work as fast as possible. You not do, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and the incentives that they give ain't good, aren't good incentives. We don't have healthcare like that. Healthcare no. ain't that great. You know? So on. it's just like, what am I doing? I can't afford to live rent high, gas high, foods high. Eggs I'm doing high. jobs that I don't like. What, 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 what do I have to lose by not going back to this bitch? I don't, what do I have to lose? And a lot of people got to that point. And it's just like, this is not a mystery. This is not a surprise. You either going to have to pay people more, treat them better. Like it has, it like, it became an employee's market. Wow. On that note, I think it's time to go ahead and wrap this thing up because we done did the most. Nah. We done did the most. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be an episode I think that needs to be heard though, like for real. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot here. It's a lot to unpack. <laughs> they going to be like, bruh, y'all, y'all niggas is wild and y'all go from one topic to another topic to intertwine with another topic. Yeah, it kind of goes like that sometimes. <laughs> it kind of goes like that sometimes. But you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have it. I wouldn't have it any other way. You know what I mean? Like, that's how conversations go. That's why I think versus speaker is a conversational podcast. You know, some days we talk about this. Some days we talk about something else. Because I know in the next couple of episodes that I come out to, it's going to, man, it, every episode of Nigga vs. Speaker is different. And that's crazy to me. <laughs> that's so crazy to me. You dead ass don't know what to expect. Y'all, what is it like to be in the audience of this show? 
Hey man, it's it's me. I'm being the audience, and I'm and I'm a participant. So, <laughs> what is it like? Like y'all, no. tell me what it's like to watch this show. Cause I like I don't be knowing what I'm finna do from week to. Well, I do know what I'm gonna do from week to week. But like y'all don't even be knowing what the fuck I be having up my sleeve to the show comes out. Like, well, as soon as I know it's Wednesday come and you get to post that that move. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of the other shit, I'll be like, all right, she's bringing the mood Friday from the come. We finna hear that intro. Mm. We finna have an episode. So it's like, it's like the energy, like for me being on both ends, the energy, like you, your energy is different on every episode, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's like looking in, it's like, Everybody can bring you out of your element. Yeah. Like, everybody bring you out your element, but it's like... In a different way. Yeah, it's like certain people that's on the show, you be like, ugh. Like, I'll be listening to the conversations. I'll be like, damn, let me come back with uh, that topic. But, uh... But, I mean, that's what... I need to find a way to make it, like, uh more immersive I think you know what I'm saying so people can kind of tap in on those conversations like even with the recap y'all let me know what y'all think about the recaps that I've been doing lately I think I've done like two recaps so far um for the episode that we'll do the week prior plus teasing the episode that comes out the next day I do those on Thursdays so if y'all want me to do those live so we can start interacting Hell yeah. Let me hey, know. Yeah, hey, yeah, hell yeah. Hey, I'm on that motherfucker. Hell yeah. You come on, you get, get Twitch, Facebook Live, whatever the fuck you want, tap in, let me know. Support this shit. Yeah. I have all motherfuckers on that shit too. Yeah, because I think I, I think that's what I should do. Cause like on the recaps, I'm just talking about the episode that we just did. Plus I'm I'll talk about the episode that's gonna come out the next day. So I don't really see a reason why I can't really go live. I just wanna know if y'all will be there. You know? Hell yeah, I'll be there most definitely. You do a live. Hell yeah. Just do a live. But before you do a live, like start promoting it to start promoting this shit though you understand what i'm saying you have that fan base promote that like hey y'all or throw it into a question or throw it into a tweet or you know how you make your uh facebook uh things you know your little things that you've been posting recently throw it throw that up in hey y'all if i was to do a live would y'all tap in you feel me ask the quick ask the viewers the question and whatever comes with the comments then Set up a schedule for when you go live and, hey, we going to see who's going to show out and show in. Facts. Facts, facts, facts. We going to give it a shot. So if y'all y'all listening right now, y'all hear it. If y'all want to see me go live, let's do it. I'll, I'll put a poll up. That's what I'll do. I'll put a poll up when this episode comes out. So I'm going to give myself some time to get this all squared away set up. You know what I'm saying? I'll give y'all mm-hmm. some time, some dates. You know what I'm saying? Days of the week. When y'all want to see me, I don't know. I like Thursdays. I could do Sundays. It's whatever. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's get in the comments. If y'all want to see me go live, put it in the comments. Go live. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of the streamers, go find me on Facebook. Thinker versus Speaker on Facebook. Write a comment on my page. Tell me, go 
live. If y'all want to see me go live, spam me. Spam me. You can find me at Think of Versus Speak on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Marissa the Think on Facebook, YouTube, Marissa Y17 on Instagram. Spam me. Tell me to go live. Um, and then I'll go live and we can start talking about it. And hell, I could even start talking about the episodes that's coming up and telling y'all about the guests and y'all can help me ask questions, come up with the questions that y'all want me to ask, topics that y'all want mm. me to ask. So if y'all want me to start doing mm. that, hey. tell me. Hey, you talking on that? Mm. If you get the fan bases that you get, go live. And stuff, do another uh, be like if it go if your live go well or whatever like that. Post a poll on what should my next episode be about and choose two topics and let the viewers choose. Let's see what they debate. Yeah, I think I want to kind of go that way. I've been thinking about it for a while. I've just been sitting on it and not doing it because I've been wanting to do it anyway. Because I've always wanted to go live while I plan for my episodes. Uh, to see what other people want me to ask certain people, so it just sounds like it's kind of time. So if that's what y'all want, let me yeah, know. It's time. It's time. Let me know. Let me know. I told y'all where to find me. And speaking of social media, you want to let them know where to find you? Oh, y'all can go ahead and find me at Facebook Ashton uh, Stone Vapor Davy, and you can find me at YouTube Stone Vapor Gamer. Uh. What's that? Instagram, you can find me at MD0417. And I got a show. I actually got a podcast coming up. I don't know when I'll start that bitch. Probably in the next two weeks, for real, for real. Let's but get it's it. going to be called Our Generation of Speak. Like, yeah, I'm finna let our generation do the talking. Let's for go. Real. Let's get it. It's time for all of that. It's time for all of that. You know what I mean? We finna get into it. All right? Bet. But on that note, I feel like I done took up enough of y'all time. I definitely done worked my ass off today. I'm going to bed. Um, <laughs> is there anything else you want to tell people before we get out of here? No. Tap into it, though, y'all. For real. Yeah. If y'all want to be on the show, hit her up. Don't be on no bullshit. Check it out. Hit her up. Check it out. Maybe we'll fuck around, go live together, promote both our shows. <laughs> we can. I'm done. Yeah, I can do that shit. I bet. So on that note, we're going to go ahead and get up out of here. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for coming through, Ashton. I appreciate it every time. All right. All right later. Not a problem. Move me.